This is the Side Hustle Show with Nick Loper, Episode 6. Tell him, voiceover man. Welcome to the Side Hustle Show, where aspiring part-time entrepreneurs learn how to turn their side hustle dreams into reality. Because your 9 to 5 may make you a living, but your 5 to 9 makes you alive. And now, your host, Nick Loper. Hey everybody, Nick Loper here. Welcome to episode 6 of the Side Hustle Show. Great show for you today with Emma Perez of OrlandoWeddingDances.com. If you've ever wanted to figure out how to leverage an offline skill and passion into a viable side hustle business, you're going to love all the tips and uh, knowledge that she shares in this interview. Experts say the uh, wedding industry is worth between $40 billion and $100 billion, so I think it's an amazing opportunity to carve out your own uh, small little piece of the action. Uh, but before we get started, uh, a couple shout-outs to those who left an iTunes review for the show. Tenacious T-Money says, five stars, very informative and inspiring. And Owen from SweetProcess.com adds, if you want real freedom from your corporate job, listen to this podcast. Love it, guys. Thanks so much and appreciate everyone who takes uh, a minute out of their day to stop by and leave an iTunes review. Those are super helpful in getting uh, more listeners and exposure exposure for the show. So uh, for today, all links mentioned in the show are at SideHustleNation.com slash episode six. And with that, we'll get right into the interview. Emma, welcome to the show. Thank you so much for having me. This is going to be a great discussion. We're going to talk about um, kind of leveraging a passion of yours into a viable business and now the, uh, the transition from that into something even bigger. But let's kind of start at the very beginning um, with the uh, the Orlando Wedding Dances business. Mm-hmm. Um, so your your background is in dance, but kind of how, let's go back to the very beginning, like how did this get started? Well, um, I started dancing um, when I was very, very young. And my background is actually in performance dance. And I, I have a degree in musical theater because I, I sing as well. Okay. And I did that professionally for probably about 10 years. Um, and uh, I was dancing and doing a little bit of choreography and singing and whatnot. And it's a lot of moving around and here and there and things like that. It's kind of hard to settle down maybe with you know, a life partner or something like that. So uh, I decided to shift into ballroom uh, so I could teach ballroom dance. Um, That um, I stayed put doing that and was able to get married and everything. And I did that for a little while. um, And I really enjoyed working with couples who hadn't ever danced before in any way. Um, That would be me. (laughs) Oh, that's you? I'm definitely the dancer with two left feet. There you go. Yes. Um, that's what I'm, I, I, I don't know what it is. It's a knack or something, but I, I really can help make people comfortable uh, with it. And um, I find sort of their learning process and some experiences that they've had in the past to, to use to help them um, understand and get used to what it's like to move your body in a new way. 
Um, and it's always really fun to see, you know, couples who have never communicated with each other in that way before. You know, they've never really danced together. They've never really touched each other this way. Um, you know, they've never moved together as a unit before and help them find that is, is really, really cool. Very cool. So it's a combination of dance and instruction and uh, couples counseling. Yeah, actually, yes. <laughs> you see that from time to time. Yeah, there, there is some counseling a bit. Yeah. <laughs> That's great. So, so you're teaching ballroom and then does this, this other company, so I guess we should mention a little bit about what the company does and you can probably mm-hmm. explain it better than me. I was just looking at the website. Yeah, um, so Orlando Wedding Dances focuses on uh, weddings with couples. Um, Before, when I was at the dance studio, we would get wedding couples in. um, But, you know, the dance studio is in the dance industry. um, And their their focus is on dancers, making dancers, going to competitions, things like that. And I just kind of looked around and nowhere in the Orlando area was there someone that was focusing solely on the wedding industry. There wasn't a wedding vendor who taught dance lessons. Um, And so that's what I decided to do. Yeah, it's got to be just a huge, huge uh, market that was apparently overlooked. Um, And so we're talking about wedding dances like um, first dance kind of thing or like people who want to make a grand entrance into their wedding. Yep, first dances, um, father-daughter dances, mother-son, um, uh, bridal parties, if you want to make an entrance with your entire bridal party. Okay. Um, things like that. And if you just want to learn how to generally dance throughout the reception as well, that's that's an option also. Okay. Do you, Are you like choreographing custom, <laughs> custom yeah. pieces for, for couples? Yeah, sometimes. Uh, basically, um, everybody's a little bit different with what they want. Um, because just saying, I want to dance for my, you know, I want to do a special dance for my first dance. Well, what does that mean, right? Um, some people want to do something choreographed. Some people want to do something very theatrical and very performance-like. And other people just don't want to step on their new bride's feet. You know what I mean? Totally. So, some people just, we want to dance together, but we don't want to do the prom shuffle. That's what it's called, by the way, the prom shuffle. I just don't want to look stupid. You know, that's why I do a consultation with everybody first is to find out what do you want? How do you want to feel? Do you want to feel elegant and grand and romantic? Or do you want it to be very sweet? Do you want it to be funny? What do you want? And with my background in performance and in ballroom, I'm able to accommodate whatever people want, really. Right for the full full uh, spectrum of of uh, you know first dances. Mm-hmm. Exactly, because everybody wants something a little bit different. Very cool. And so the idea just came from working at the dance studio and kind of seeing an unmet. In need in the market or like was this something that yeah. you guys were looking at for your for your wedding or kind of where did the uh... um, honestly it came from um the the dance studio that i worked for is is a top shelf dance company it's a really great dance company they offer great services and it's really for the the, the top shelf budget if you will okay um so i 
I was actually working really well with the wedding couples that came in and I sort of unofficially became the the wedding specialist at my dance studio because I was the only person there that was married. So I was able to talk about how to communicate with your DJ and what to expect when you walk into the room and things like that. Um, And so I started working with a lot of wedding couples and there were a few couples that, um, you know, weddings are very expensive Um, and so it was hard for them to find it in their budget. And there was a particular gentleman I remember, um, he he was raised by his grandmother and he had been, um, they used to dance together. They used to jitterbug and she had passed away and he wanted to honor her by learning a swing dance and they just couldn't fit into their budget. And he left in tears and like my heart broke for him. Um, and I just thought, I wonder where else he's going to go. Yeah. Okay. That's when I started looking around. And I saw that no one was really doing it. So kind of at a lower price point. Well, it's it's focusing only on wedding. Um, that's I think what makes it a lower price point is because at a dance studio you're going to get dance parties and group lessons and all these other things that are great if you're trying to become a dancer. But if you're focused just on this one event, you don't really need all of that. Okay, um, so by yeah, by targeting this specifically, you can be, operate more efficiently and and still deliver a great product. Yes, I like the way you put that. Very good, very good. So, yeah. um, so did the initial your initial um, batch of customers come from the studio, or was it kind of all organically generated after that? Uh, it was generated after that. Um, I completed uh, with all of my couples at the studio. Um, you know, I didn't want to take away from the studio. Um, so I went ahead and, and had a, uh, com- you know, I completed with them. And then I branched out into the wedding industry. And I started with a bridal show. Oh, okay. Okay, great mm-hmm. idea. Yeah, and that's what a lot of the vendors do. That's how they find a lot of their customers. Because the wedding industry is it's very interesting. Um, you don't get a lot of repeat customers. <laughs> Hopefully not. <laughs> exactly. Um, so the bridal shows and meeting other vendors and referrals are really important, really key. Um, and so I was lucky enough to get invited um, to do a bridal show at the beginning of the year, which is the best time to, to attend the bridal show. For if you have for the upcoming spring and summer uh, wedding seasons, exactly. Engagement season is actually um, um, the over like the holiday time. So um, Thanksgiving through Valentine's Day is engagement season. I love how it's a season. <laughs> so for the for the bridal show, was there an investment on your part to participate in that? Actually, for that one, no. Some of them there are. Um, the bigger ones um, that are much more like conventions where it's a big space and you rent out a booth and things like that, though that is an investment on my part. But there are smaller ones that tend to be a little bit more local where it's free because the venue hosts it. Um, and they'll bring in... Um, maybe like one vendor of each type. So there's not too much competition there. Um, And because it's promoting everybody, um, it's free. So for wedding vendors, there are 
the options that are a little bit larger and then there are more intimate options. And I, I actually prefer the more intimate options because you have more time to talk with people. Yeah, that's great. I was thinking of the of the giant convention center one. I was like, man, that's got to be pretty expensive to to host a um, a booth at one of those things. Yes, it is, and it's very loud, <laughs> and um, it's not as personable. That's why I like the smaller ones. Yeah, very cool. Have you done? Have you ended up doing a few of those, or or just that one? I have. Um, I've done a few since then. That one really um, kickstarted my business, and I did. I did it again the next year. So I'm just a little over a year old now. Um, and so I did it again and I did it. I've done a few more since then as well. Um, I do less than a typical vendor because it is my side hustle. Mm -hmm. Um, if, if it were my main gig, uh, they do them anytime they don't have a wedding that they're working pretty much. It's, the, the uh, bridal shows, they go to as many as possible. Right, right. Very cool. Um, Did you know that roughly half of Side Hustle Nation hasn't started their side hustle yet? If that's you, I get it. Starting and building a business is tough. It takes more than just an idea. There are tons of moving parts, and it's a bit like trying to assemble your airplane in the middle of takeoff. Thankfully, our sponsor, Taylor Brands, is helping Side Hustle Show listeners make that leap and make it all a lot easier. Their comprehensive platform guides you through every step, making sure you have everything you need all in one place. Think of it like your behind-the-scenes partner for things like LLC formation, licenses and permits, getting an EIN, setting up your business bank account, bookkeeping and invoicing, insurance, logos, trademark protection, and a lot more. Taylor Brands helps you handle it all seamlessly. And to get you started, Side Hustle Show listeners get 35% off Taylor Brands LLC formation plans when you use our link. That's taylorbrands.com slash side hustle. Taylor Brands, like a tailor for your clothes, T-A-I-L-O-R-B-R-A. A-N-D-S.com slash side hustle. Start your business journey today with the help of Taylor Brands. When you're hiring, it feels amazing to finally close out a job search and hit the ground running with your new hire. But what if you could get rid of the search part and just get matched with qualified candidates? Well, now you can with our sponsor, Indeed. It's simple. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. The matching and hiring platform is trusted by over 3.5 million businesses worldwide to connect with great talent faster, and 93% of employers agree that Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites. For my next hire, I'm using Indeed to tap into a talent pool of 350 million unique monthly visitors, and what else is cool is Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use it, the better it gets. And how about this? Side Hustle Show listeners get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash Side Hustle Show. Just go to Indeed.com slash Side Hustle Show right now and support our show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Indeed.com slash Side Hustle Show. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Where do you... Um, have like practice space? Are you doing this all out of your living room or, or what? I actually use a gym, a locally owned gym, and um, it's it's not the prettiest space in the world, um, but it's private. Um, a lot of the other dance studios around, there are independent dance studios that you can go teach at, but you're going to be sharing a floor with other people and sharing music with other people. 
And that's difficult to do when you're practicing for one specific song. Yeah, definitely. Um, and especially with brand new beginners and, you know, when you have maybe dads or brides or grooms who are, who are nervous about dancing in front of other people, to bring them into a big giant room where people are dancing around you <laughs> is a little intimidating. Yeah, I could see so, that. Yeah, so I have a small private space at a gym um, that uh, tends to make people comfortable that it's a gym, you know, and they, they feel comfortable there. And that's where I teach them. Very cool. Very cool. Um, talk to me a little bit about the website that you built for Orlando Wedding Dances. Um, did you build that yourself? My husband did it for me. <laughs> oh, okay. okay. <laughs> um, he's a marketing guy. Um, and he actually handled a lot of it. I, I found the theme um, and he really made it happen. Okay. Yeah. That's good. Leverage the uh, in-house talent. Yep. <laughs> I was going to say, because like it, it, um, I don't know if you're an SEO expert, but like it ranks really well for a bunch of different, you know, Orlando wedding dance related queries. So it's doing, it's doing really good. I wanted to ask if, if the website was a, an effective avenue for generating leads or if most of them are coming from the bridal shows. Uh, both actually. Um, and there are other places to generate leads as well. Um, like, um, weddingwire.com and the not.com and, and places like that, which we can talk about if you want to. But I find most of my leads come from the bridal shows and from searching on the internet. When you say searching, okay, I mean, customers are searching for dance lessons or dance help. Yep. Okay. That's why Orlando Wedding Dances is called Orlando Wedding Dances. Yes, that's a very good exact match uh, domain. <laughs> Um, yeah, let's talk real briefly about um, Wedding Wire and The Knot and some of these other um, avenues. Yes. So do they have like a forum section of, you know, something where you can advertise or, or are you just kind of interacting with? Yes. Okay, go ahead. Sorry. Um, <laughs> basically, no, it's fine. Um, the way those work is that is advertisement for us. So there is an investment there as a vendor. It is free for brides to use. And it's a resource for them that acts as an online um, wedding planning binder, if you will. Okay. <laughs> um, so they, so from the bride's perspective, they get a profile. Um, they can create um, inspiration boards with images. Um they can search and save vendors and compare them, read reviews, um, all kinds of things like that. So it's a great place to, to go um, if you're a bride to help you find vendors in your area. Um, and just there are lots of different planning tools for you. There, there's going to be like to-do lists and countdowns and all kinds of things that help you out there. Very cool. And so they let you target um, by geography Yes. Okay. Mm -hmm. Very cool. So, yeah. So as the vendor, you have you actually have a storefront uh, on these where people come, they see uh, reviews, they see um, images, um, things like that, and then they are connected to your website from there. And another thing that they'll do is they will, uh, if you get a lot of good ratings and things through their website, you will become, you know, uh, a special vendor, and you get. An award, and then you can put that 
that button or that tag on your website, that sort of thing. Right. And that turns into social proof and it kind of can snowball mm-hmm. from there. Very cool. I wanted to ask about pricing on how you settled or how you set your, your rates and how you decided to price out this service. The standard for dancing is to do an hour lesson. Uh, that's that's pretty standard across different styles of of dance lessons as well. Um, some dance studios will do 45 minutes, um, but I wanted to do a full hour. Um, and then basically what I did is I looked at other businesses who were doing the same thing as me. Okay. Um, not only in the Orlando area, but in other cities as well, because other cities have some places that are focusing specifically on wedding dances. Um, and I did a similar price point to, to what I saw out there. Okay, cool. I remember what I was going to ask about. I was going to ask about videos. Like, so on, uh, on your vendor profile on these websites, are you allowed to post like sample videos or even on your website? Do you ever attend the, the weddings and get the, the footage of like the culmination of all your, all your work? Um, that is something that I have struggled to, I've struggled to get good quality recordings of the dances. Okay. So as of right now, I do have some on my Facebook page that brides have uploaded to share with me. Um, Most of them are from somebody's phone, and I'm very, very fond of them. But um, I'm trying to contact some of the videographers to get some quality images before I put them on the website. Yeah, that makes sense. You just, you know, uh, leverage the videographer that's already on site. Hey, can I take out this uh, five minute segment? Right. And, and that's, um, you know, that's, that's done a lot. Um, the vendors will share pictures and, and they'll, you know, put their name on it to help promote them and things like that. Yeah. It definitely seems like a, a service that would lend itself well to, uh, to video. So I hope we can get some, uh, get some soon. <laughs> yes. Be very cool. Um, so this is an awesome uh, side hustle example of um, like we like we talked about leveraging you know years and years of dance experience and um, and something that we're really passionate about. Yeah. Um, but it's still somewhat um, time intensive because it's you know um, you've got to be present for all of the lessons and you've got to, you know, meet for your consultation with all these customers and it's tied down to a specific geography, unless you wanted to eventually franchise out to uh, the rest of the world. Um, So we want to talk about this next project called rhythm of the world, a um, kind of a startup TV show that, um, and I'll let you kind of explain the, the big picture vision and goals behind that. Yeah, um, so Rhythm of the World is is my personal ultimate dream. Um, it is a show, hopefully one day a television show, probably initially a web series, um, that goes to the birthplace of different dance styles and learns about it from them. So uh, learning about the history, learning about the culture, learning the dance steps, everything from the people in that area um, and just exploring the culture and the dance through through the locals there. And all around the world or just? All around the world because every dance style comes from somewhere. 
Um, so, for example, in, in ballroom dancing, you've got, um, you know, rumba and salsa and waltz and tango and samba and bolero and all these different dances. And they are not particular to the ballroom world. They've been they've been codified for the ballroom world so they can be judged. But they originally started in some country somewhere for some purpose, whether it be history, uh, you know, telling history or um, just a reaction to the music that you're hearing, things like that. And that's really what I want to get into. Okay, so you may find yourself in uh, in Buenos Aires and learning all about uh, the tango. Yes, sir. That would be fun. I would love to go there to learn the tango. I would love to take the show to Rio to learn samba and find ourselves in the middle of carnival. Um, I would love to go to Vienna and learn how to waltz. I would love to go to Iceland and see how they dance around the Christmas tree. Um, so, um, yeah, all of it, whether it's partner dance or folk dancing or performance dance, I want to go learn about it. That sounds very cool. On the the Kickstarter video I, I was watching, you said it was um, no reservations except for dance. <laughs> yeah, exactly. That's um, that's what I love about the no reservations show and bizarre foods and things like that. Is that it's not just about the food; it's about connecting with the cultures in that area. You really learn about them from their food and and these flavors that are unique to them and dance is that way it's it's intrinsic to the way people are and to what their culture is and how they move through the day and that's how i want to connect with these people very cool so let's talk about the like you said this is your your personal dream to make this tv show a reality um let's talk about kind of the nuts and bolts of making that happen um starting with this kickstarter campaign and and kind of before the call, you mentioned there was it's a, it's a big uh, learning experience. And, and I know almost nothing about Kickstarter. So you can tell me kind of everything that you've learned going into it. And and I think the campaign should still be going when uh, when this episode airs. So um, we'll definitely link to that in the show notes. That would be uh, fantastic. Brief little 101 on Kickstarter, which I'm I'm still learning. Um, but it's definitely a, a bigger world than, than I initially thought. Um, it is crowdfunding um, for creative projects. Um, it's a way to help build an audience and to gather funds to kickstart a project. Um, and there really is a, a whole world to it. Um, and there's a lot of resources out there to study Kickstarter. Um, if you have interest in doing your own project, um, there's suggested, you know, how long your project should be up on Kickstarter, um, places to forums to go to to spread the word, how to market for it, um, all kinds of different things like that. And basically, the way it works is you set a goal um, and people can contribute towards your project. There's going to be a video. Every Kickstarter has a video, uh, which is basically a pitch video that people watch to decide if they want to contribute towards your project. I saw your video. I thought it was really well done. Did you do it all in one take? <laughs> no. <laughs> <laughs> it looked good. <laughs> Thank you. Um, no, no, no. That took hours. <laughs> 
Um, which is what's interesting about it because the show itself, you know, when we get to filming the show, um, it's we're not going to have as many opportunities to do a lot of different takes. So, um, and that's kind of what we're exploring right now with, we have lots of promotional videos that we've filmed and are filming and are releasing throughout the Kickstarter campaign. Okay. And so it's fun to kind of explore, um, and, and learn how to do things in fewer takes. So people can come on and, um, and, uh, you know, pinch it, pitch in to, to fund the, project do they end up getting an, an equity stake in the company or is it it's just kind of a donation like how does it work from that perspective yeah technically it is a donation however there are rewards uh that's what uh one of the things that that is cool about kickstarter is that every project offers rewards for um, the different amounts that you donate. So there are different tiers, and for each tier, there's a different type of award. So, of course, the more money you throw in, the more of a reward you'll get. And it's really up to um, the, the project, the people behind the project, to decide that. They can decide how, how much the tiers are and what they will give as a reward. So you do get something... Um, and you really become a part of it because you help make it happen. Okay. So I probably wouldn't have a lot of luck if I was like, here's a Kickstarter campaign to buy Nick a new laptop or something. Because <laughs> people, why would people donate to that? <laughs> right. Exactly. And Kickstarter, one of the things that I learned about Kickstarter is they are, you know, they have a stake in it as well because Kickstarter makes their money by taking a percentage. Okay. And the way it works is, if you don't reach your goal, it's an all or nothing. So if you don't reach your goal, then you don't get anything. And the people who contributed aren't charged at all. Okay. If you do make your goal, um, then, then you do get it. And the people are charged. And, but they don't end it when you meet the goal. They end it at the date that you decide ahead of time. So you can continue to earn money. Um, or people can continue to give even even beyond meeting your goal. And a lot of Kickstarter campaigns do. They raise more than their goal. So it is important for Kickstarter to put up, you know, for their brand, it's important for them to put up good projects. And, you know, just for them to do well as a company, it's important. So you actually have to submit it to them, and they have to approve it. They okay. can turn it down if they want to, and they'll even make suggestions um, for changes and, and rewrites and things like that um, before they give you the final approval to launch. Okay, cool. So once once the goal is reached, that's when they get paid. That's when Kickstarter gets gets the money. Yes. And so, yeah, you're right. So it's in their incentive or it's in their best interest to uh, post good projects too. Absolutely. Very cool. Hey, entrepreneurs, we know that anyone with a side hustle loves finding new ways to save. So if your business takes you on the road, sign up for a free membership with Hertz Business Rewards. Work trips, client meetings, industry conferences with Hertz Business Rewards, you'll save at least 20% every time you rent a car. And you'll save on more than just the daily rate. Members earn credits redeemable towards free rental days. It's also free to add an additional driver if any additional coworkers come along. And for those Gen Z entrepreneurs out there, no young renter fees. 
Plus, sign up for Hertz Business Rewards today and earn three times credits during your first 90 days. So whether you're traveling for a side hustle or a main hustle, join for free at Hertz.com slash business rewards. Applies to base rate, taxes, fees, and options excluded. Additional terms and exclusions apply. Visit Hertz.com slash business rewards to learn more. If you travel a lot for work or for vacation, you might be familiar with that feeling you get knowing you're leaving your space unused for long periods of time and you're still paying for that privilege. But hosting on Airbnb means you don't have to leave your home sitting empty when you're away. Being an Airbnb host isn't just a way to earn some extra cash. It's a chance to share your space and make a guest's vacation all the more memorable. You might be thinking, eh, maybe my place isn't the right fit, but don't write it off just yet. Your potential Airbnb might be right in front of you. Whether it's a spare room or even your entire home, there's an opportunity waiting. Airbnb turns your home into a practical and even profitable venture. We just got back from a family trip to Hawaii where we stayed in a great Airbnb, but our place back home could have been a highlight to somebody else's travels, and we could have used the extra cash to help pay for the trip. So if you're curious about hosting on Airbnb, find out how much your space could be worth by visiting airbnb.com slash host. Once again, that's airbnb.com slash host. Um, do you vision, like, do you picture the show being um, an advertising platform or you know, is there a monetization strategy down the road? I initially thought it was going to be a web series with sponsorships. So advertising and, and promoting and things like that. Um, if it's picked up by a network, um, that's great too. <laughs> that would be uh, awesome, right? <laughs> yeah, that would be fantastic. There are also production companies and distributors, and then you also have new platforms like, um, Netflix and Hulu plus and Amazon prime who are now starting to create original content and YouTube is even starting to do that. So there are actually a lot of different options, and right now we're doing a lot of cross-promoting, and we'll probably be seeking out sponsors initially, um, but there's a lot of different places for it to go. Yeah, very cool. I could see you know any number of dance companies wanting to sponsor or travel companies. Um, I mean, it's got a, a ton of possibilities. Dance shoes, there are ballroom studios, there are travel agencies airlines uh there's a lot of different ways that that it can go for sponsors very cool um so we're kind of getting towards uh, the end of our time here but i wanted to talk to you about your kind of you're, you're still working full-time and you're managing to do all this stuff on the side so let's talk about kind of some time <laughs> yeah. management and, and maybe some productivity tips like where, where do you find the hours in the day to to get all this stuff done that's a really good question. <laughs> um, I think the the main thing for me is the fact that I like everything that I do, even my day job. Um, so it's not really a push to try and get things done. Okay. Because I like it all. When I'm working on each project, I focus on that project at that moment. So when I'm at work, I focus on work. Um, I focus on the job that I have to do there. And I do have moments in my day where I'm able to take a break from that, that I will check on the other projects. Um, and I'll check in and I'm, I'm lucky enough to be able to do that. Um, my, you know, my bosses and my company know that I have a side business. They know that I do that. Um, what do you do for, for work? 
Uh, I work for Full Sail University, uh, which is an entertainment and media university. So um, they teach, uh, they have degree programs, bachelor science programs for film and recording arts and digital media and things like that. Yeah, sounds like a perfect fit. It's a great environment to be in. <laughs> Very cool. Yeah, use those uh, use those skills from work um, after hours. Yes, yes. Very cool. And then finally, I'll put you on the spot for your number one tip for uh, side hustle entrepreneurs. Oh my gosh, number one tip. I know it's a tough one. <laughs> Just do it. I mean, why not? I've met so many people that are like, well, I thought about it. I don't know. And I'm like, if you just stop thinking about it and just take it step by step and just do it, you'll be surprised. I think you're, you're right about that. And, and using you as an example, like it doesn't have to be a high risk venture or a high startup cost. It's just like, hey, leverage something you already know and, you know, kind of bootstrap it for a while and see what happens. I was lucky in that way that there wasn't a, a high startup cost. If I, if I wanted to open my own studio and, you know, have this location and everything, maybe, but I really didn't have to. And um, so I just, I go and teach a lesson. Yeah, I think that's a, a perfect example and great way uh, to end the interview is just, anyways, <laughs> thanks. Thanks so much for uh, for coming on the show. It was awesome. Uh, to learn all about uh, Orlando wedding dances. And we'll definitely link to the uh, Kickstarter campaign if you are so inclined. And uh, that was Emma Perez. Thanks so much. Thank you. All right, that's our show for today. Um, Check out all the show notes at SideHustleNation.com slash episode six. And I will see you in episode seven where we're going to learn about digital publishing on uh, an iPad magazine from Miran Bereket from the Inspiring Innovation Magazine and Podcast. And it's a great, great show. So tune in next week and I will see you then. Thanks for listening to the Side Hustle Show at www.sidehustlenation.com. 